For Crosscut.com, I'm Katie Sewell. Every single Thursday, new students arrive at the Seattle Interagency Academy, a network of alternative high schools that are under the guidance of Principal Karen Andrews. Students arrive from all over Seattle. Some are homeless, others have been suspended or expelled. There are kids who have trouble with reading, some who are quick to fight or struggle with drugs and depression. In the last six months, six students from the Interagency Academy died. Three were murdered and three committed suicide. The oldest was 20. The school system, political and social service organizations, and the media use the term at risk to describe these students. Last month, after I interviewed Principal Karen Andrews about the six students who died, I started wondering what the students at the Interagency Academy would think of that label. Do they consider themselves at risk? Is that even a term that they know? And if they do, how does the label change how they see themselves? A group of students gathered last week in Karen Andrews' office to share their stories. As they introduced themselves, I asked them to explain how they ended up at the Interagency Academy. My name is Damani. Um, I'm at Interagency because me and my friend got in an argument and, well, we took it too far and I got kicked out of the district, had to do a program to get back in. Um, I'm Nakia Stinson. I'm 17. And I came to interagency because I wanted to change. Like, I didn't want to stay out of school where I knew I was going to keep doing the same thing. Skipping and not really taking importance in my work. I would not do all my homework, like really procrastinating. That was the reason why. Um, my name is Antonio. I'm 17. I ended up in interagency from not wanting to be searched and going off with the teacher and quote-unquote intimidating her because I threw a chair. And um, the police got called. I got emergency expelled. My name is Essence Green. I ended up in interagency because of a horrible decision I made that I regret. I brought an illegal weapon to school, which was a taser and mace. I had technically ran up on a female that I was so-called beefing with or whatever at Garfield High School. The words were exchanged and it got out of hand and I had used my taser on her. It wasn't on purpose, it was just to scare her, but things got out of hand and my thought wasn't really intentionally good. I would have to say it was my mistake. It was my mistake because I let her get to me. I shouldn't have let her got to me like that. I wasn't the type to skip school. I did my work, I went to class, I got good grades, but I'm the fighter type. And when people talk, it just, it gets to me. And I don't know why it gets to me like that. But at the interagency, like I've had a class where I would learn what controls my happiness and I have to learn not to let people get to me. Have you seen or talked to this girl since that day? <laughs> no. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't. My name's Damar. I'm 16 and I'm at interagency because of my attendance was bad and I'm here to kind of get it up and it's improving. I'm Holly, I'm 16. So my freshman and like sophomore year, I had like been doing 
you know, like, a lot of drugs and stuff like that, and not really showing up, forgetting about everything, and, like, losing my credits and everything, so I was, like, super behind. My name is Mijoy, and I'm here because of my credits and just bad attendance. It is my mistake that I made, like, you know, it was my choice of going, skipping school and hanging out with the wrong crowd and smoking weed and just just being with the wrong people and just not caring, just wanting to have fun. I kind of regret that and I wish I can take it back and just focus more on school and just because you have a whole lifetime of having fun and I'm still young and school's more important than smoking weed and having fun. My name is Ariana. I'm 19 and I ended up in Interagency Academy because I got kicked out of Garfield High School. Do you feel like it was just your mistakes that got you here? No, I do not feel like it was my own mistakes that got me here. My mother, she made a lot of mistakes because she moved a lot. I went to like eight different high schools. If I was just in a stable environment and didn't move around so much, maybe I would have graduated on time. I'm Nakia, and I feel like um, maybe if the teachers would have gave me a heads up, I wouldn't even have been here, maybe. Like, I would have knew that I had to get my work together, but nobody talks to me about it. Like, they didn't care. Uh, I'm Damani, and I say yeah, because I was going to end up here anyways because all the fights I got in my last high school and all the stuff I've been doing. Uh, my family, they've been talking to me about it, but it been, hasn't been helping. My anger been getting more out of control. Why did you want to fight so much? Uh, I don't know. It just helped me. Helped you how? Sometimes after a fight, I just go home and do work or something. Like it helps relieve tension or stress or something like that? Yeah, stress. Yeah, intention. Um, I'm Demar. Uh, it was my mistake that I'm actually here. Uh, the people I was hanging around with got to me, and so I just kind of threw in the town. Uh, the paperwork and everything, the schoolwork started gathering up and everything. I was like, I can't do this, so I just stopped going to school, and they sent me here. So when you say the people you were hanging out with got to you, what does that mean? They was doing things that I was focused on, and not going to school, uh, hanging out in the hallways, uh, going, leaving, just all of that got to me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try that. I want to try that. And I tried it, and the math and everything started gathering up. And I was like, this is too much, so I'm done. And I, I just stopped going to school, and then they transferred me here. So we have two teachers, or not teachers here, but two, uh, two others. And I want you guys to introduce yourself so that if you want to, you can interject. I'm Karen Andrews. I'm 43 years old. You guys said your age, so I'm adding one. <laughs> and I'm the principal at interagency. Uh, my name is Emery. Um, I'm not going to say my age, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a teacher here at interagency. What do you guys think of these two? Yeah, I'm Damani. Uh, Mr. Emery, he um, helped me get on track. I got all my credits like I'm supposed to do. My anger is like level. I'm not getting no more fights. My name is Ariana, and when I first came to interagency, I didn't really know Karn, but at first it was kind of like, sorry, I love you now, but <laughs> it was like this white lady is in my face for what reason, I don't know why, but then, you know, as I got to know her, she helped me a lot outside of school, in school, motivationally, 
you know, she's a good person. I want to talk about, and you should be the one to describe it, probably, the um, the at-risk label. Well, when you come to an alternative school, I guess what I would say is the way people would perceive an alternative school is that there are students at an alternative school who, yeah, they're at risk of dropping out, at risk of not graduating from high, high school, at risk of, you know, higher drug use, more involved with the system, gangs, gangs yeah, gangs, uh, that kind of stuff. And so... I don't think of you guys as as being at risk, but you are at, you are you have many more risk factors than other students than a lot of other students other places. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be a catch-all label that say somebody in the media is writing a story, they're going to just use it as a just a quick label like at risk kids. I wouldn't say we're at risk. We're kind of just um given like bad directions um i don't think that we're children that are at risk i feel like we just went through a different struggle from a lot of kids where we're from and where we live where we're placed in society when you look at the kids that go to the school you do see majority african-american kids and latino kids and kids that that felt more so like out of place it doesn't always have to be the fact that we're at risk because there are a lot of kids and a lot of people that have went to alternative schools and that was placed at at-risk kids and are still successful and made it. Yeah. So what would you say of that label? Like if you were reading an article about the Interagency Academy and it said, a school that's for at-risk youth, how would that make you feel? I'll call the publicist <laughs> <laughs> and I'll talk to him personally about my feelings. Um, I'm Nakia and I feel like we are at-risk, like... We are, like she was saying, there's a lot of reasons why we are, but you just have to be motivated and changed. You got to think differently. You got to have that that mentality that you're not going to be at risk and you're not going to do certain things that make you at risk. So why would you say that you are? Break that down for me a little bit more. Because there are a lot of reasons why I am like, I could not graduate I could be doing drugs I could be doing all that you know but I choose not to but I am at risk so the reason why people think I think that most people think that we're at risk or not at risk is because you have that A student and you have that B student like Mr. Emery said and that A student is gonna come to school every day stay on track ask for help ask questions that they don't know and that B student's gonna fall behind, still be here when they're 21, not doing the thing that they're supposed to do. And so either you make that decision which you're going to be the A student or you're going to be the B student. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can make that decision for you, and it's all up to you. So in that way, do you think that the at-risk label mentally, if you think of yourself as an at-risk person, that that helps you in some way? I mean, it's just like depends on how you take it. You could take it as, oh, you're an at-risk teen, so you're never going to be anything, you're not going to do anything. Or you can take it as, oh, I'm an Arabic's team, so I need to change. I think it means, though, that you have more to overcome to mm-hmm. achieve things, right? You have, you have more, more to prove. prove. Yeah, you, you have more exactly. to prove, and you also have been through more stuff than most kids your age at this age. You have. And you guys don't always know that because you're you mostly around people. You're used to it. It's your reality. It's your life. But the truth is, is you have been through so much more than the average kid and that's what makes it so when you make it which you will when you make it it's that much more of an accomplishment really that's how I see it 
most students don't know anybody who has died. Maybe they know a grandparent or they've experienced uh, an older person dying in their family, but they don't know people their own age that have died in their school community, right? Or I mean, in that's we're in their families. Being a kid where I'm from, my name is Ariana, by the way, but being a kid where I'm from, it's like my cousin, he passed away at 17. So when I was like six and seven, I didn't think I was going to live past the age of 18. But that's like, that's messed up to say because I'm seven, but that's how my mindset was because I grew up where that was just, you're used to hearing gunshots. It's not something that's new. I just strive to do better and be something, go somewhere. Now, do you feel differently that you are going to survive past 18? Yeah, I'm 19 now. <laughs> so, success. <laughs> 19, no kids. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of you have had experiences that teenagers wouldn't have. Would any of you be able to point to something that you'd lived through or that would be unusual? When I was four, my mom got, well, we got into a car accident, but, and a drunk driver hit us, and she died. And I feel like me not having my mom like that had a really big impact on me. I'll go. Um, <laughs> my name is Essence. Um, so I have eight brothers. And they're all in gangs. I've witnessed three of my brothers get shot. And I witnessed one die. So when people feel like they know me, what I've been through, it just takes me back a step because they don't. And that's where my anger comes from because people judge you a lot. And they don't know what you've been through. And like, I'm not the type to sit up here and say I'm gonna commit suicide because I'm stronger than that, but I'm the type to bend. Like I won't break, but I'll bend and I'll shut down and I won't talk to nobody or I won't like appreciate anybody because I don't feel like anybody deserves it because of what I've been through. And it's hard to overcome a situation like that because now you feel like you don't have nobody, especially your blood at that. So when people be like, they lost their mom or something, like I can connect to that because of my past. And I feel bad, I have sympathy for them. Well, before I moved to Seattle, I was four years old and my sister was three. And I remember one time where me and my mom were walking and three guys came up in the van and they stopped and one of them grabbed my sister and he had a shotgun in her head and one of them had my mom and they told her like if they didn't give her her purse they were going to take me and my sister stuff like that you know your parents kind of feeling like they're not worthy enough and then they're kind of putting that on you my parents don't believe in me like they've all gone through all these stuff does that mean i have to go through it too like from my childhood, um, I n never, I never been like from my family, no one. My sister don't like me. My my little brother, his mom, my dad, my grandma, m my mom. I've been told that I wasn't supposed to be born, and 
I've been kicked around mostly every day. Oh, my name is Joy. Um, I grew up with both of my parents sick. My mother, my mother handicapped, and having to have my dad die at the age. I know he was old, but sick. He was seventy, but you know, he was still my dad. And having to take care of my mother because she's sick and not knowing if she's gonna live or not because you know her sickness is so bad and just having to watch her just struggle with pain and suffering and and like that's why sometimes I have so much regret on used to hating her and stuff and you know like now I love her to death like I care for her I would do anything for her and stuff like she's all I have and I have my brother but you know like that's those are only two people I have and you know I would do anything for them and just watching her and she's telling me all her stories and having her struggle just to live life and you know like I want to change that for her no I so appreciate you guys uh telling these really hard things I think that's when people say at risk, they don't understand that what you guys have been through, the amount of loss, it's 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 really crazy. And you're so strong. How do you want people to see you? Rather than this at risk label. I want people to see us quote unquote at risk students and children as people that's one day is gonna be your child's boss and manager and that's gonna be telling them what to do i want them to see that we can do it that we can achieve something in life and not see that we're nothing like we are something like we can do it like i hate when people tell people like they can't do it because they can i have something um i'm mr emery i'm one of the teachers here one thing that I'll say to all you kids here, okay, young adults, you guys, whether you see it or not, you guys are all overcomers, all of you guys. I mean, we could spend numerous hours here just, you know, you guys going around because you guys have told me some intimate stuff about you. And the fact that you guys are even still here, that you guys show up every day for school, that in itself means you guys have already won the battle. Okay, a lot of times when I teach the kids, I give them an illustration about life is kind of like a football game. Let's use the Seahawks, you know, for this, this particular story. Um, you guys are still in the first quarter of your lives, okay? It's like a football game. There's four quarters, okay? You guys are in the first quarter of your life. You don't know how the game is going to end, do you? Nobody does, okay? And if you look at the Seahawks game this past um, season that they played, everyone knew that the Seahawks, without a shadow of a doubt, were going to win that Super Bowl. It wasn't until the fourth quarter that that other team, the mistakes were made or whatnot, and then everything got turned around. Okay, so the same thing, you guys, is applicable in your lives. Just because you had a bad start, it doesn't mean you have to have a bad finish, okay? I told my principal this the other day, and she kind of laughed, but I, I mean this. When I look at you guys, I see like Rolls Royces, okay? He knows what a Rolls Royce is. It's a really extravagant car. And I told my principal, you don't get rid of a Rolls Royce just because it has a dent in it, okay? You guys are very powerful. You guys make me a better teacher. You truly do, because I look at you guys and I think my principal would second this. 
you guys, believe it or not, you're kind of like our kids when you're here with us. We spend more time with you guys than we do with our own kids that we have at home. Okay, that means something to us. You guys mean something to us. And eventually you guys are the next generation. You're gonna go out and you guys are gonna take all of the, the wisdom and the knowledge and the caring and nurturing that we've given you guys and you guys are gonna be doing what we're doing. I promise you. So let's just talk briefly about the six students that have been lost by Interagency Academy this year. Three of them to suicide. And I know that one of the worries that Karin expressed to me was that that would start a cycle that when a lot of suicides happen, then it somehow seems easier if you're contemplating it to maybe do it yourself. Do you guys have any reflections on, on that? Yeah, like, I think things that have, like, you know, been done to me, like, when I was younger and, like, when I was 14 and everything like that, things that have, like, happened to me, I felt like, like a piece of me was taken away, like, degraded, and so sometimes I would have that thought of just nothingness you know what I mean but like, I would never do it just because like dude I don't know what happens when you close this door first I want to say rest in peace to all the people that killed themselves but from my experience and this is just speaking for me and I probably sound rude and reckless but I feel like if you commit suicide you're weak because there's been multiple situations in my life where I just felt like giving up you know, it's not worth it. But I didn't do what I wanted to do or I didn't continue with the plan that I've planned. And it's like, anybody that can come over from trying to kill themselves and don't do it, the words can't even explain how you feel because you could have took your own life right there and your family would have been left behind with so many questions as of why people should talk more about the situations because it is a it's something that is very serious there are different reasons for actions that people make everybody doesn't have the same emotions everybody doesn't like somebody could just come to me and be like oh this little girl I'm gonna do something to her and all that that could make somebody else go home and feel like oh I'm gonna kill myself but it can make me go home like oh I'm gonna better myself I'm gonna you know make it so they don't look at me that way or something like that you know mm -hmm. like everybody doesn't have the same emotions they take things differently and I don't feel like necessarily it's weak I just feel like you know they're more damaged than everybody else they're more vulnerable than everybody else but not necessarily weak maybe they don't have the support that other people have or maybe they're not getting enough attention that they need to stay up I wouldn't consider it weak I would just say that they don't have as much as the other person has. Yeah, from a personal opinion about suicide, um, I thought of it like when I was 11 because I've been, I've been taking so much stuff from my dad, his girlfriend, my grandma, my sister, my little brother, mostly my whole family, and I just got tired of it. And after a while I thought about it, then I just stopped because it really wasn't worth it. But you didn't do it? No. Why not? Because I knew I had a future, like, work, like, a house. He has something to live for. Can you tell us what you, if you have an idea, which I did in high school, but what you're kind of hoping to become or do with your life? I want to be a mental health counselor. Tell me your name again. 
My name is Ariana. I'll hire you when you're done. <laughs> I'll hire her when she's ready. Um, my name is Essence, and I want to go to Howard University to be an FBI agent. Um, my name is Nakia, and I'm deciding if I wanted to be a marine biologist or a stylist. I'm Antonio, and um, I want to go into process of becoming a teacher, and later on, maybe majoring in a professor in the university. I'm Damani, and I think I'm going to the uh, military. I'm Damar. Uh, I can't think of nothing right now, but I'm gonna be making some type of money somehow. Can you tell us something that you're uh, you particularly like? Oh yeah, building a construction. Right now we're building. I don't know what they're called. They're boxes, and you gotta. They're handmade, and I don't know. It took a lot of work. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> um, I'm Holly. I wanted to be, I don't know, like an environmental activist, but that's not, is there a career in that? Sure. I mean, I don't want to just be like typing up stuff on the computer, like I want to be like sneaking into places, but something with the environment. Oh, my name is Mijoy, and I kind of want to go to school for astronomy because I like space and stuff. I think it's pretty cool. I'm actually really impressed about how much you guys have already thought about what you want to be doing. They're really impressive, and I think that's how you guys get through a lot of stuff, is you have big goals for yourselves, and you believe that that is out there, this thing that you can do, which you can, and then that gets you through some of that really hard stuff. So you have to think about, like, in the end, what you really want, and, like, and how worth it it is. It's really worth it. My thanks to Nakia, and Essence, Antonio, and Damani, Holly, Damar, Mejoy, and Ariana for sharing your stories. Thank you as well to Karen Andrews and Mr. Emery for making it possible. If you want to hear an in-depth interview with Principal Karen Andrews and get to know the young men from the Interagency Academy who died this year, visit crosscut.com and search for Interagency. For Crosscut, I'm Katie Sewell.